Hello, I'm Emily Bellet, founder of Vestpod and author of You're Not Broke, You're Pretty Rich. Welcome to The Wallet and our new seven-episode mini-series where we take your most pressing questions to financial advisors. In this episode, together with financial planner Abigail Banks, we tackle the often misunderstood and stressful topic of debt. We know it can feel overwhelming and like it's weighting you down, but it doesn't have to feel that way. We discuss the different types of debt that women face, as well as strategies for paying it off and avoiding common misconceptions. Whether it's student loans or mortgages, we provide tips and advice for effectively using and managing debt at every stage of life. Join us as we address common misconceptions about debt and share insights on how to avoid falling into these traps. We also discuss the types of debt you should steer clear of and provide resources for obtaining support on your debt repayment journey. Each of our financial journeys is unique, and we all need a little help along the way. But where do we find trusted advisors, and how do we know whether they'll be useful for us? Unbiased does all that heavy lifting for you. Say goodbye to stressful, time-consuming vetting processes and searches. Unbiased will match you with the best advisor for you. Whether you're looking for specific financial advice or simply want to check out your options, unbiased.co.uk has all the tools you need to support you on your financial journey. Remember that we are not certified financial advisors. Information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. I'm almost 26 and I have tens of thousands of pounds in student loan debt, plus over £100,000 in a help to buy loan, which I needed to take out to buy my first property. I don't consider either of these two debts bad debt because I needed one to get an education and one to have somewhere to live. However, I hear a lot of conflicting opinions about which debt to prioritise because the student loan has such a high interest rate. And I also hear things about how I should be leveraging credit card debt, which is something that I don't do. Because I hear a lot of horror stories about people who rack up credit card debt and so I stay clear. I just wanted to start with, you know, what are the different types of debt, maybe the most common types of debt that women or anyone tend to face and how they different from one another? I think the first is um, probably student loans. Um, and for me, it's not really a traditional debt. Um, I think of it more of a tax on earned income above a th- certain threshold, because until you earn above the threshold set by the government, you, you don't need to start making any repayments on that. And it will ultimately be written off after a certain period of time. It also doesn't impact your ability to borrow um, or your credit score. Um it does impact your surplus income because naturally a percentage of your income is being taken before tax to pay off the debt. But I think it is more of a tax, really. There is unsecured debt. So this is things like credit cards. So they are not secured against an asset like a property or covered by a guarantor. Um, so, for example, your house can't be repossessed if you don't make the repayments on, on the credit cards. Um, but the, the, the credit card company could um, take legal action or you know, seize belongings if, if you fail to make those repayments. There's also secured debt. So this is um, a mortgage, which is probably the most common example. So this is where the lender takes a legal charge against your property. Um, so they often have you know, a very, very long term. Um, it's a very normal part of our society, particularly in the UK. Um, we love 
buying property. Um, so um, very, very normal. And um, if you fail to keep up with the payments on a mortgage, you know, your home is potentially at risk uh, and could be repossessed. So there is that that risk attached. And I guess the last one is probably informal debt, so family debt, if you, you take a loan from a parent, for example. If you see someone struggling with, with debt or, ha or I guess having a higher balance of unsecured debt, so maybe, you know, credit cards or overdraft, um, and they need to start paying off this, this debt because it's also quite expensive, but they don't have a lot of extra money, how can they actually get started? I think it really comes down to budgeting and prioritizing certain outgoings. So um, other expenses may need to decrease, so particularly discretionary spend, um, holidays or eating out. Um, and that probably needs to be a short period of time. You know, if it's particularly an overdraft or a credit card debt, maybe tightening your budget for a, a little bit will allow you just to start making a good dent in that debt or overdraft. Um, And it will become really normal, I think, as you start um, working to that budget within a couple of months, it will feel like this is your normal pattern of expenditure. So it's just starting it and then it will become really kind of habit to do it. Yeah, and there's also a lot of uh, dead charities that are actually brilliant if you if you need some some support and help you put in place like a, like a repayment plan and, and have some emotional support, I guess. Um, you mentioned like all these like common types of debts and, and all these debts will have like a different level of interest. You will have like a different repayment plan with each of them. So question I'm often asked is, you know, which debts should I actually pay first? And I think there's a specific debate around um, student loans because student loans have a very high um, interest rate. You don't often like look into it, but people are like, maybe I shouldn't pay it first because what if a future government decides to, uh, you know, eliminate uh, or, or, or write off like everyone's student debt? So how do you advise your clients on, you know, which debt to, to tackle first? Yes. Um, so I think it all comes down to the, the risks associated with those debts. So for me, um, priority is always mortgage first. And that's really because, you know, if you can't or don't pay your mortgage, Your house may be repossessed and if you have a young family or you know dependents living with you that's a really serious position to be in um so for me mortgage is always first and you're talking about the interest on the mortgage not making any early repayments exactly like so that. just your standard monthly repayments and interest payments on there and then i think after that it's credit card it you know it is unsecured but obviously there are consequences um on that as well and the interest rates are very very high on a credit card if um you know if you're not on a zero percent balance that they are extortionately high so paying those down is very important and then for me student loans would be last purely because again it's it's more like an income tax rather than actually a, a debt and if you lost your job for example um you wouldn't need to keep paying off that student loan it would just stop until you started work again and started earning above the threshold but your credit cards and mortgage obviously are still there so that for me they're, they're definitely the priority what are some of the common misconceptions about debt and how can women avoid falling into these traps yes i think debt has um has really negative kind of connotations associated with it and probably rightly so in in some circumstances um for me i think debt is actually a really um It's just another tool that's in your, you know, your kit to be used alongside 
savings, pensions, etc. It's really not appropriate for everyone. I mean, it always comes down to affordability, but it can be really helpful. I think the primary example is buying, you know, your first home or another home. Mortgages really allow you to do that, um, particularly given house prices and the increases we've seen over, you know, the past 10 years. Um, So I would always recommend speaking to a mortgage advisor just to understand your options and the implications of going down a particular route. And even if you don't go ahead, at least you're really well informed and you can make a decision whether it's the right time for you to take on that debt or not and, um, you know, be as informed as you can about it. Lastly, I think, you know, credit cards as well. Um, Again, bad connotations, but you know, you can get some really attractive benefits as long as you manage that debt and pay it off every month. You know, you can build up air miles, for example, on certain credit cards and you can build up a really strong credit score because what you're evidencing is that you can take on debt and pay it off each month. So it's a really great way to build up a strong credit score if you manage it appropriately. Now, if we talk about the debts you should probably avoid, what do you have on your list? Yeah, so I I think uh, probably unnecessary debts, and what I mean by that is, you know, debt is not to be taken on lightly. And for me, it's it's very much you take it on because it's achieving a specific purpose, and often a big life event such as a house purchase. Definitely heard stories of people, you know, building up really large balances on high interest credit cards because they're buying you know discretionary items that perhaps they didn't need. So I think you really need to just stop and think, and you know, do I? need these items and can I actually afford to pay off this debt and if you can't probably don't don't go through with it because you've got to think about you know long-term consequences of, of taking on that debt. How can women balance the need to pay off debt with other important financial goals such as you know saving for retirement or buying a house? Yeah, so I think it, it's a really a balancing act and it's it's firstly trying to identify what are your short, medium and long term objectives and I think a really helpful way of doing this is by looking at some cash flow forecasting so ultimately what am I trying to achieve in the next 5, 10, 15 years plus and it will allow you to start understanding how you should allocate your income into different pots so perhaps paying off you can overpayments on a mortgage if you want to pay that down in the short term saving into a pension for the long term and you can really allocate your, your income to meet those objectives that that you set out for yourself I really get asked quite a lot when someone inherits a a lump sum for example whether they should pay off their mortgage or invest the money uh, to grow it and it's such a common question and for me um, I always say to look at it you know well say pure examples um, you know if your interest rate is at five percent say inflation's at two percent and the cost of investment is going to be one and a half percent you need to achieve a return of eight and a half percent just to break even, you know, and then the risk that you'll need to take on from an investment point of view to achieve that consistently, it's very high. And for most people, that's outside of their natural tolerance for taking on risk. So I'd say nine times out of 10, you know, paying off the debt is the most cost effective way and the lowest risk option. And and when you're, you're in this... Uh debt repayment journey i mean that can be quite extreme and you'll need some you know real motivation and momentum because that will allow you to then think about financial security and financial independence um and but you may experience a lot of like 
you know, setbacks, unexpected ex expenses. So how, how do you, you know, keep going when, when times are, are pretty hard? Mm -hmm. No, I, I think I always tell my clients, I think it's so important to have a cash emergency fund. Um, and I normally say between six to 12 months of expenditure. Um, and if that's not possible for somebody, just even putting a little, a little bit of cash aside just to start building it up over time is really important and it just means you know if unexpected expenses do come up which you know they do life throws things at you you can use your emergency fund to cover those rather than having to pay it from income or perhaps compromising you know other outgoings so i think starting to build up that emergency fund is a really good starting point um and then just looking at the motivation in becoming debt free you know how amazing is it going to feel when you've got a fully paid off house for example or you pay off your credit cards you're going to feel so fantastic having that you know debt lifted off you um so just kind of sticking with it um and again it comes back to that habit it will become a really normal pattern of expenditure you you won't even notice it if you set that that budget um so it should just become part of your normal outgoings in life And what I've seen working quite well also within, you know, the Vespot community again is, is women getting together and getting this like accountability to, you know, do this, like to be in this like debt repayment journey together. Is it something you've experienced or you've seen? Yes, I, I think discussing and supporting each other is so, um, so powerful. Um, it just reminds you that, you know, you're not alone. There's other people in very similar situations yeah. and it just gives you the motivation to, you know, keep going. Um, and, you know, you can share kind of tips with each other. So, for example, if you found a really great budgeting tool or, you know, a good life hack, you can share it with a friend and it will help them on their journey. I think it's so important for us to have a really you know, fluid discussion and just um, help everyone through, you know, the different financial journeys, really. Because I feel there's still so much like shame around debt, talking about debt, you know, uh, telling people, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with finances, I can't pay for this, for that. There's so much of money being a measure of success, mm -hmm. status and, and all these things that when we say we don't have money, we're struggling with money, we just feel like very... Uh, that, that that we're losing some some sense of like being worthy, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which which I think is is still crazy, really crazy. And I think you know, um, it's it should never be ashamed, and it's not a permanent state of being, and it can feel really lonely, you know. But I think actually people get into debts for all kinds of reasons, and quite often it's not actually yeah. anything bad. It might be they've gone through a relationship breakdown, and they need to take on some debt to help them, you know, leave that relationship. Um, So just speaking to friends and family, you just get that emotional support and it it will kind of normalize it as well for you and realize there's probably other people going through it as well and it will make you feel so much better. And when we think about um, sort of avoiding debt or like, I mean, we're talking about like maybe insecure debt, expensive debt, like very short-term approach. Do you think it's more a matter of being, um, you know, very realistic with your budget and stuff? Or is it a little bit of, money mindset also yes i think budget is um really important i think you've got to you've got to respect as well the budgets that you set for yourself because you know if you if you set it and stick to it um i think you'll really become used to it um and it, it is money mindset you know as well, you know ultimately having a mortgage you're paying off a debt but it's also allowed you to have a wonderful home and build something as well which is you know you can't measure that really in terms of monetary terms i think has so many benefits so i think it's just 
having checks and balances and trying to respect the boundaries that you, you've set yourself. And have you have you seen the um, any impact of you know beliefs around money, money mindset on how people manage debt or end up actually being in, into debt? Do you see a, a relationship between their past and how uh, they react today with their finances? Yeah, I do. I mean, I definitely had one client and he, again, it came down to he and he didn't have very much growing up. And um, I think, you know, for him having a little bit of money, it allowed him to, you know, buy nicer clothes and perhaps present an image that mm -hmm. made him feel more comfortable and it was just him trying to get away from um his upbringing which I don't know if he was ashamed of it but he um it wasn't somewhat someone something he wanted to associate himself with so I, I think you know and he did put money on credit cards etc so I, I think it has a really big impact on the choices that that we make um but then I think back to the point of having open conversations with friends and family, perhaps if he'd had discussions um, and realised that no one was really cared where he came from, perhaps he would have made different decisions. So just having that open discussion on money is so powerful. Finally, last question. If, you know, someone is feeling helpless, overwhelmed with, with debt and it's maybe they're earning money, but they're just spending on something else or their, you know, their debt is snowballing because they can't afford the, the interest. They're spending more. I think it comes from a lot of different, um, you know, personal challenges. What practical advice would you give them? Yeah, so I think there's um, some really great uh, helplines out there. So citizens advice, for example, or charities. Um, and, you know, they're, they're going to be completely impartial, non-judgmental um, and just having a really honest and open discussion about your your situation and they will give you really fantastic guidance to get back on track and then if it's if you feel comfortable I think you know again not feeling ashamed talking to your friends and family about it because they may be able to help um so for example if you have a really had a really high interest rate debt and you were really stressed about it you know a family member may be willing to give you a loan to kind of ease that so it's just having those discussions um and trying not to feel embarrassed about it because everybody gets themselves into through situations and it's never as bad as you think it is but I think when you're on your own in a room it, it can feel terrible but just talking about it you'll get a way to get, to get through it thanks Abby thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Wallet we recognize that discussing money can sometimes be seen as taboo and we believe in the power of sharing knowledge with friends as a meaningful way to give back Make sure to click and follow The Wallet on your preferred podcast platform so you don't miss episode 4 airing next Thursday. In this episode, we'll be discussing taxes and addressing the common stress associated with filing tax returns. Tune in to discover top tips that can help you confidently face the fear of tax season. If you enjoyed our show, we'd greatly appreciate your support by leaving a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, make sure you mark your calendar for our upcoming live webinar on financial advice on July 20th where we'll be exploring the ins and outs of working with a trusted advisor. You can sign up for free via the show notes or on vespot.com.